back to the Bible. It's a good friend, A.A. Ron. We are now in Jeremiah 28. It is 3.36 in the afternoon. And it is a lovely August 10th, 2022. Man, I actually went... did some research and realized that uh, the animal that Miss uh, Woo Woo and I saw the other night was actually a groundhog, not a beaver, a groundhog. So that's cool. I didn't realize yet. So groundhogs hibernate from, hold on a second. I looked at I looked all this up. They hibernate from October to March. They're in their burrows from October to March. And they do not store any food or eat during this time period. So they fast. Let's see here. October is let's see uh August, September, October. Yeah, it's the tenth month of the year. March is the fifth month of the year. No, I'm tripping. My bad. My brain is still, I'm still waking up, (laughs) y'all. It's pretty sad. Third month of the year. So do the math. That's five, five whole months. Yeah. October, November, December, January, February. No, six months. So six months out of the year, they don't eat. Isn't that crazy? That's a long time. Groundhogs are the longest hibernators. Six months out of the year. Wow. So anyway, yeah, because we saw this animal. It kind of looked like a beaver. But we looked around. There's like the nearest water to where we were at was like across the street. So I was like, there's no way that's a beaver because beavers live near water. not. And so anyway, and there, yeah, we saw this whole where we thought it might have lived and yeah it we believe it was an otter i mean not an otter because otter would have been near water too but a groundhog isn't that crazy anyway all right we are in jeremiah 28 hananiah's false prophecy in that same year at the beginning of the reign of king zedekiah of judah in the fifth month of the fourth year the prophet hananiah son of azar from Gibeon said to me in the temple of the Lord in the presence of the priests and all the people. This close this up. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I will restore to this place all the articles of the Lord's temple that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took from here and transported to Babylon. And I will restore to this place Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon. This is the Lord's declaration, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. I love hearing the word restore. Jeremiah's response to Hananiah. The prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priest and all the people who were. Flip. Standing in the temple of the Lord, the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. 
May the Lord do that. May the Lord make the words you have prophesied come true. And may he restore the articles of the Lord's temple and all the exiles from Babylon to this place. Only listen to this message I am speaking in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, disaster, and plague against many lands and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, only when the word of the prophet comes true will the prophet be recognized as one Lord has truly sent as the as one the lord has truly sent mm, basically telling like hey this is interesting this back and forth like this one dude's like everything will be okay nobody panic nobody worry and jeremiah's like well there were some people before you pro who prophesied that this would be a time of famine like yeah disaster not peace, but I hope peace does come. It's interesting what he's saying. All right, I'm gonna read these. I'm gonna read these Tony Evans notes here shortly. <sighs> Almost done. Hananiah breaks Jeremiah's yoke. The prophet Hananiah then took the yoke bar from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah and broke it. In the presence of all the people, Hananiah proclaimed, "This is what the Lord says. In this way, within two years, I will break the yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon from the neck." Of all the nations, the prophet Jeremiah then went on his way. The Lord's word against Hananiah. After the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bar from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go say to Hananiah, this is what the Lord says. You broke a wooden yoke bar, but in its place you will make an iron yoke bar. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I have put an iron yoke on the neck of all these nations that they might serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will serve him. I have even put wild animals under him. The prophet Jeremiah said to the prophet Hananiah, listen, Hananiah, the Lord did not send you, but you have led these people to trust in a lie. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm about to send you off the face of the earth. You will die this year because you have preached rebellion against the Lord. And the prophet Hananiah died that year in the seventh month. Hmm. Hold on. Let me see what the seventh month would have been according to the Jewish calendar. Oh, one second, y'all. What happened to my wristband? I don't know where I put it. Seventh. Month. Jewish. Calendar. It would have been between September and October. Interesting. And the Jewish calendar. For us, it would be July. <sighs> Interesting. All right. Let's read these Tony Evans notes. One of the false prophets who continually preached a prosperity gospel of success and restoration for Judah was Hananiah. 
He insisted that the nation's trouble with Babylon was just a two-year problem. Hananiah even stole Jeremiah's signature phrase. This is the Lord's declaration. Speaking lies is one thing. Putting them in the mouth of the Lord is a whole other matter. Such audacity would cost Hananiah his life. Jeremiah didn't declare, Amen. May the Lord do that because Hananiah's words were true, but because Jeremiah wished that this optimistic message could be true, that everything would be all hunky-dory. Jeremiah stated the test of a true prophet. Only when the word of the prophet comes true will the prophet be recognized as one the Lord has truly sent. See Deuteronomy chapter 18, 20, 22. Hananiah's prophecy wouldn't meet the standard. Hananiah's lying and strutting were pointless. The Lord God, the king of the universe, is sovereign. Any attempt to oppose his agenda will fail. Will you join his kingdom work and experience blessing or oppose him and be put to shame? Kingdom living community, the role of Christians in culture. When we examine deteriorating cultures throughout history, we often find that the people of God withdrew from them. For example, when Christians abandoned a community's hub, taking their skills, resources, and moral influence with them, those neighborhoods deteriorate. When Christians leave the public school system, moral values and systematically erased are systematically erased there until they practically become illegal to teach. When Christians vacate the media, a spiritual perspective goes with them. When Christians get out of politics, a godly moral framework through which to define and interpret our laws goes with them. God's people have been called to penetrate society as both salt and light. Christians must offer others hope because no earthly institution can offer real hope for the world. The absence of righteousness in our culture has everything to do with the absence of God's people influencing the culture. When Jesus Christ returns, we will no longer need to worry about transforming our culture because he will set up his kingdom rule. But until that time, we need to reach the world for him. What is the role of Christians in culture? Jeremiah 29, 4, 11 demonstrates this 4 through 11 illustrates this foundational principle. Society transformed when God Society is transformed when God's people execute his kingdom agenda in history. The prophet Jeremiah challenged the Jews in Babylonian captivity to regain their spiritual clarity. The Babylonian pagans weren't Israel's greatest problem. Rather, the Jews had become pagans themselves and had failed to remain God's distinct people. When the church fails to be God's unique people, the entire culture will suffer the effects of our sin. Christians must maintain their example of godliness regardless of what secular society values or purports. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. Help us, help me, and help those listening to be your ambassadors, Lord, to uh, not act like pagans, especially help me right now during this time of singleness. August 16th is coming up, which would be the three-year anniversary of me being celibate or not, yeah, having relations, Lord. I know there's some other people out there that have gone more than three years. And uh, Lord, sometimes it's like, Lord, why would you put all these desires in us? And we're not ready to act on them. And yeah, we got things going on in our lives. We like the idea of having a, uh, of a ben- we want all the benefits of a relationship, but we're not ready for a relationship. And uh, we're ultimately married to you, God. So I just pray in the name of Jesus during this time, we would all honor you, those who are single and um, practicing abstinence and celibacy, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus, 
Help us, Lord. 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 To find our fulfillment, our joy, our peace in you. Continue to surround us with your angels, fill us with your power, your love, your spirit. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water.